You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and uh, there's an interesting gig in Ottawa this week at the Ottawa Little Theatre, and for anybody who's not familiar with the space, first of all, it's a tremendous space uh, down on King Edward at Rideau, a beautifully renovated theatre and tremendous audio quality, and Mariner's Curse, which is a Celtic band coming in from Montreal, and in coming in, they are uh, presenting a uh, I, I guess you call it uh, their title of their concert tour is called The Stowaway and uh, I have uh, Chris Brown who's en route down to uh, the Maritimes at the moment he's with Craig Weir and they're going to fill us in on Mariner's Curse and a bit about the, the gig and some of the background to it Chris and Craig thanks a million for taking the time to have a chat while you're on the road down east well listen thank you so much and uh, We'll give you a bit of background on this on this venture. I'll, I'll start, and then maybe Craig can chip in. But uh, Craig and I met in New York three years ago when Craig was over piping and playing at Tartan Week in New York in April. And by happenstance, he he ended up coming over to Canada that summer, and to work as a, I guess you're doing workshops for the Montreal Pipe and Drum, and he asked me if I had any Celtic associations in Montreal that he could maybe play with. I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh, I know Mariner's Curse has an excellent reputation in Montreal. Their fiddler, Jonathan Moorman, can fiddle faster than than a a leopard can run, and I said, they're playing at the Maxwell Games, and... uh, I'll, I'll get you together with them. And uh, Craig Craig played with Mariner's Curse. They hit it off musically, and it was at that point in time that we had this idea of getting together the following summer and basically doing a theme-based show uh, using the roots, the Celtic and Gaelic roots, Irish, Scott music, the influence in North America, and and basically having a themed show called The Stowaway, which deals with the reality of so many people that have had to leave their homelands, leave Ireland, leave Scotland, come to the new world, settle down, and forge a career. And basically, The Stowaway Show is a musical journey that starts in Scotland loosely, travels over... The, the, the trials and tribulations of the voyage and arriving in, in, in the newfound land. And we, we did it in Montreal last year and it was greatly acclaimed. And we said, well, let's do it this year and maybe take it to Ottawa. And uh, Ottawa's got a very sort of strong Celtic base, certainly the area has. And uh, that that's how the... The second stowaway has been hatched, and Craig arrived last night. I'll let him speak about what he's what he's up to. And but he's also written a lot of original music for for the concert, and has a very interesting uh, resume himself. So, and that was actually where I was going to I was going to ask you next was uh, the music that you were using within this journey in depicting the journey from. Uh, one side of the Atlantic to the other. Uh, were you drawing on new music and were you drawing on traditional music? And in drawing on traditional music, 
um, wh uh, where were the sources that you were able to draw on? And you've just mentioned that Craig composed uh, some new music for it also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of, the, one of the unique and exciting things about the concept for me and the concept is that, we, um, is that I've learned some of the, the Canadian music, that, um, the Canadian style music that the Mariners Curse play. Uh, and they've learned some of my compositions as well, and it's all coming together as this big show. Now, um, a couple of the pieces that, uh, that I've written have been inspired by um, the local area. Chris and I collaborated on one um, called the Highland Road, um, which obviously was the, the road which led us to the Maxwell Games um, the first year that I visited Canada. Um, and then together again, we collaborated on the, the piece, The Stowaway, which is kind of the centerpiece of the show. Alongside that, there are pieces that I've written, like the Immigrant's Lament, which um, which captures the idea of um, Scotsmen and Celtic folk immigrating uh, into America through Ellis Island uh, in New York, um, among others. I mean, there are a whole host of different pieces in the show, uh, and I think that it blends really neatly together um, and creates this really um, nice, um, exciting musical journey. So, Craig, when you do a piece like this and you work on it, is there a greater um, awareness or a greater appetite, I suppose would be the word, for a themed concert tour like this than there would be uh, in the British Isles? Potentially. What I would say is that I, I, when I go to write a piece, I don't necessarily write the piece with a particular show in mind. So it wasn't necessarily that the pieces were written for the show as such, that it just so happened that they all kind of um, fit together. But, I mean, absolutely, there's a, there is definitely an appetite for it over here. We can see that with the, with the acclaim of the show, the, the Stowaway show last year uh, in, in Montreal. But that's not to say that I don't think the show would work in the UK, uh, because it's something that we've discussed before, the idea of bringing the Mariners' curse across to Scotland, perhaps as well, for some shows as well in the future, you know? And I suppose, Craig, where I'm coming from in a way is that because on this side um, the emigration experience is something that everybody has, can relate to, whereas, you know, people who have are still back at home are back at home and they don't necessarily uh, have the affinity or the empathy to understand or have that uh, the heartstrings being tugged. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You can you can see that there are certain emotions attached to uh, the pieces. You can you can feel that in the audience last year when when we performed certain pieces. You could feel that pe people um, had an emotional connection to the pieces. And I think, to be honest, that's something that that Jonathan, who Chris has spoken about, um, tries to um, engage the band. And he speaks about the spiritual connection to the music uh, for, from the band's point of view as well. And I think that's obviously very important because uh, it shows that the band have a, um, an invested interest, an actual uh, real unique engagement with the music. And if the band can engage with the music, then obviously it helps the audience to engage with it as well, you know? And I, and I think if I might chip in it as well, what you said earlier is quite true. I think the, the Celtic roots and the immigrant roots are deeply embedded <laughs> in the DNA of the the Canadians who are of Scots and Irish descent. And to a certain extent, uh, first, second, third generation 
Irish or Scots feel that there's sort of that there's something that they've been deprived of, I guess, in a sense. And what we noted in uh, in the concert, and you see it as well in the uh, the Maxville games, um, the Glengarry games in Maxville, is that there's a there's a, a great coming together. I mean, I when Craig would add that when he saw what happened at the Maxwell Games, he said, this is bigger than Scotland. <laughs> it's bigger than any games that they have in Scotland because yeah. there's a hunger and there's a need and there's a necessity to consolidate and confirm the Celtic roots of Canadians. That, you know, that empathy is strong. And, and I... I, I yeah, I suppose, Chris, um, what in a sense is that be it the Maxwell Games or be it uh, the festival, that uh, the New, New Brunswick Highland Games or anything else, it's one weekend in a year. Whereas if you're in Scotland or if you're in Ireland, if you're in Wales or if you're in Breton or wherever, you're there 365 days of the year. Absolutely. And, and you know, the... Uh south of the border the Americans have gone what, one sort of uh, step step closer to recognising the contribution of the Irish and or particularly the Scots um, 20 years ago they recognised the treat, signing of the Treaty of Arbroath as a significant date in which they should honour the Scots in in the States and they, they passed it through Congress and the Senate and consequently, every every year around the second or fifth of April, they have Tartan Week in New York City, which is incredible coming together because Scots from around the world show up for that one week. But again, it's just one week. It's one week of consolidated Scots celebration, as opposed to you know the the daily or the quotidian that they might they, they might have you know, the, the Scots and the Irish have back in the homelands. But, but that said, though... Right, um, but when I, when I look at the calendar that you have uh, just for the, this tour uh, between... Um, uh, you were in St. John Abbott College, Almont Kelfest was listed, Dorchester, uh, New Brunswick, Ottawa, Montreal, Sherbrooke, Vantleek Hill... Um, is there a greater, and that's all relatively close, like we haven't even gone out beyond uh, west of Ottawa really at that stage much, where you'd be down into Peterborough, around Toronto, up into northern Ontario, out Manitoba, anywhere like that. Is there a greater um, awareness, affinity, identity in Canada then across coast to coast for what would be Celtic, Irish, Scottish heritage than there would be coast to coast within the US. I, be, I believe yes, in a sense. I don't know what you'd say about that. It's a difficult, it's a difficult question to answer, but I think prob I probably would agree with Chris in that that yeah, I think I think you're you're probably right. For me, obviously, this is my this is my third summer um, out in in Canada around these parts, um, and every time it's amazing for me to see the appetite, the hunger, the attitude, the excitement. Um, the, the genuine enthusiasm that people have um, to watch this kind of music over here, you know, it's great. It's a great experience. And actually, it helps me to feel um, homely because I, although I'm so many miles away from home, um, it feels like home, you know. Craig, 
Um, Scottish music um, in its traditional sense and Irish music in its traditional sense ends up with, I won't say a small following, but has a very particular following. And one of the challenges I have found is that with the evolution of music, particularly um, in the Irish scene, and that would include Scottish, where you'd have the likes of Eddie Reader um, and John McCusker with uh, Heidi Talbot, um, that that is nearly seen as uh, a pollution of traditional by many who would be in the immigrant community. Yeah, but I think, though... Uh I think it's important that we can let the instrument and the Scottish and Irish Celtic sounds. It's important that we let them evolve. Uh, uh, let them evolve, and it's it's almost I almost feel a responsibility to allow that to happen, to allow that to not become such a small um, niche market, and to let it grow and expand. Um, back home, I play in a kind of bagpipe rock band called Gleadrich, um and we um, fuse the pipes together with electric guitar sounds, bass guitar, drums, saxophone, trombone, accordion, to create this big kind of musical experience. Uh, but it allows um, a younger generation, it allows different people to engage with the instrument that might not traditionally um, listen to the bagpipes or the kind of traditional Scottish sounds. So I think it's important that while we maintain our traditions, our Scottish, Irish, Celtic traditions, that we can um, allow it to evolve and adapt um, as well. From a Scottish perspective, and I'll relate an Irish perspective first, and that is like I would say, in, from an Irish perspective, there is there are, were waves of emigration. So there would have been pre-famine, there would have been famine, then there was post-famine, which would have been up into the 1950s, then there was kind of the wave that came in the 70s, and then when the Celtic Tiger died a death in Ireland, there was the wave of the modern Irish. Were there similar waves of Scottish? And if so, do those, do the descendants of the various waves respond and react differently? Um, I don't think there's anything as quite, as, um, almost clear cut uh, in terms of these waves uh, in Scotland as what there perhaps are in Ireland. Um, though there are obviously um, different levels of appreciation of the Im sort of traditional or uh, immigrant kind of music styles. Um, I think that um, it's important though that everyone can, can, can kind of be open-minded towards different musical sounds um, as well, you know? I mean, I think the, uh, the, the higher, Highland clearances were were uh, yeah. were blamed for a, you know the greater you know the early influx of Scots immigrants into into Canada, but it wasn't only the, the Highland clearances. I you know I think the, the the notion that they could you know bring their engineering talents, their navigational nous, their um, agricultural skills, their their, their, their building abilities, their medical abilities, and and start to kind of—I mean—they were encouraged to to come to Canada and basically try and settle the land and, and provide a, a a broad base foundation upon which you know other immigrants could come and 
and the uh, and and the base the base was that was ready. And I mean, I think the I mean Canada as a whole has a you know there there are more than just Irish and 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 Scots immigrants who have come to Canada. We've got to, you know we mustn't negate any of the of the you know the Eastern Europeans and the the Polish and the Estonians and Latvians, but I mean, certainly in this area of Canada, eastern Ontario, uh, there's a, I think they were still speaking Gaelic until the end of the last, the last, you know, the 1900s, um, and we're on our way to Fredericton, and without a doubt, as you mentioned earlier, there's a huge, you know, base of Kel- Celtic. Um, demography out there so I, I think what we're trying to do with this show is celebrate musically what the Celtic the Irish and the Scots immigrants have done in terms of you know uh, the Canadian social economic and, and artistic history um, and it's very much a uh, uh, a homage to the immigrant and a homage to their music and a homage to their industry and creativity. Also, it reflects on the difficulties that they had, you know, to, and, and the selection of music that um, Jonathan Moorman, Mariners Curse and Craig have put together reflects all of those components. The difficulty, the poignancy, the sadness and and the joy of actually accomplishment. You know what what they've what they've the hardship the hardship of leaving and the toil and labour and eventually the you know the joy of having arrived and having contributed to you know the, the greater Canadian cause through through the uh, the Celtic roots and, and in fact the the song that. Craig uh, alluded to earlier, Highland Road is is a celebration of that. Did you? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, Craig said, I think we should. There's there's something about the Celtic roots, and particularly Scots. I mean, you, you're, mm-hmm. you're from Dundee. Um, there's something about Scotland that there's an energy, there's a, an indefinable kind of creative source. Good things happen there, and good things happen because of Scotland, and that emanates throughout the world. And I think it's true also of, you know, the, the Irish influence as well. So Craig said to me, can, can you write a poem, Chris? I, I write poetry in celebrating the notion that uh, good creative things can happen from within within the, the Scottish core. And I said, oh, Sure, I'll. He said, write it for a couple of voices, and I wrote this piece and sent it over to Craig. And the next thing I hear is that he's got 22 different voices recording it, the spoken word, I think. 22. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, you know, including, you know, some pretty important luminaries like. Well, you. Well, the track features uh, contributions from people like Brian May from Queen, uh, who obviously has some Scottish roots himself. Alan Cunning, um, the Bay City Rollers, 
uh, various different other artists who wanted to um, contribute their voices to celebrating um, Scotland, really, through this track, The Highland Road, um, and its links to Canada as well. Brilliant. Well, guys, I leave you continue on your journey. You're heading for the New Brunswick Highland Games in Fredericton. You're, um, I want to thank you for taking the time just to give a list of the upcoming gigs. You're here in Ottawa uh, August 1st at 7.30pm at the Ottawa Little Theatre, and that's on King Edward uh, down near Rideau Street. And you can get tickets for that if you go on to the Ottawa Little Theatre website box office, or you can use the phone number. You can phone in on the box office there. Uh, I see you're doing a bit on the hill on the 2nd up on Parliament Hill. Then August 5th at the Montreal Highland Games, August 10th, uh, Festival de Tradition du Monde in Sherbrooke, and again there on the 12th. Uh, August 17th, I see, I don't know, have you been able to confirm B, uh, B. Colline? And then August 19th, Van Cleek Hill Fair. So a busy schedule ahead for you guys. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately, Craig won't be here for all of it. He's, uh, he'll be shipping out after the Montreal, the Montreal Games a week Sunday. But uh, in the meantime, we've got a, a hectic schedule ahead. We've got Frederick tomorrow afternoon, Quebec City Sunday come back and do some rehearsing. Tuesday night, Craig's got a, a solo music acoustic um, gig in Van Cleek Hill in the Windsor Tavern. We're up in Ottawa in the capital at the Ottawa Little Theatre on Wednesday. I'd encourage anyone in the Ottawa area who have, feels an affinity and a base for for their Celtic roots, and even if you, you're not Celtic, <laughs> come out and see this show. It, it's... Uh, it's it's a it's a moving piece of theatre. It's it's music, but it's a story as well. And I think it's a story that as Canadians from wherever you are, you're going to uh, it's going to resonate with you. Craig, um, Craig Weir, Chris Brown. I want to thank you today for taking the time. Have a wonderful uh, weekend down in the Maritimes, and looking forward to seeing you guys here in Ottawa during the week.